0: If the road were easy, everyone would do it. We don't shy away from challenges. We dive in. And now, live from an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Much
1: more for the worse
2: it is 6:29 right now after hitting the streets as a pilot program portland street response is ready to expand citywide k2's wesley ogle is live in north portland covering this for us and wes this is happening on monday yeah it is very soon so portland street response started as a pilot program back in february 2021 starting on monday they're going to expand to the entire city of portland so you'll remember portland street response is a program that sends unarmed responders to non-life-threatening behavioral and mental health crisis calls. This is part of Portland Fire and Rescue's Community Health Division. And when Portland Street Response started, they had just a staff of six people. On Monday, they're going to have a full staff of 20. They're going to cover 145 square miles from 8 a.m. to 10
3: p.m. seven days a week, Ange.
2: gentlemen welcome it is april 2nd 2022 i'm broadcasting here from the Reawaken tour here in salem oregon at the volcano stadium it is the second day and is very very powerful Uh, yesterday was an extremely powerful event before we get into that um, there's kind of some cleanup that i want to do for last week's show and there's some more elaboration that I want to go into uh, when discussing about what the city of Portland has announced and what they are planning on doing with this new infrastructure that they're putting in um, called 311. Now, if you listen to that K2 report, I started the K2 report again, because I want to reiterate what the importance and the values are of that and what that means for us and how that spirals into the future with what they're trying to do uh, with something called the Strong Cities Network, the Strong Cities Initiative, and that is a UN global plan to overtake all the way down to the local mayors, municipal level policymakers, practitioners, and and united to building social cohesion globally and community resilience to counter what they say in the name of violent extremism. But also you have to remember what is considered a violent extremist in the year 2022. A violent extremist is considered somebody that questions the election, questions the medical tyranny, questions the medical narrative. That is considered a violent extremist in the eyes of the new State Department memorandum where they're talking about uh, declaring soccer moms, uh, school board uh, meeting moms that just don't want to mask their kids as terrorists. They're they're calling them domestic terrorists. So let me kind of give you a background of why I'm so alarmed by this rollout and why uh, it's such a potential downfall for us and our future and uh, what ramifications it might have. So I apologize about the noise in the background. There's a lot going on here. It's a really crazy. We're, uh, we're getting ready to launch day two, and we're right in the thick of it. Um, by the time you guys will hear this broadcast, um, you know, we'll be close toward the end of it. I hope that if you want to check out our event online, you can go to noncompliantamerica.com is our podcast. And if you want to check out our live stream, it is live.noncompliantamerica.com. We've been streaming it all day. I have a ton of video content, a ton of interviews. Uh, In the next segment, I'm going to be interviewing Kevin Jenkins, uh, who is a huge advocate. He's one of the quote, disinformation dozen, uh, America's frontline doctor really cutting-edge has been on the forefront of this medical tyranny and medical takeover very important that we get him on and we had to pull uh, a lot of strings to get him here it's it's very important that he's here and you guys hear his message and you hear what he's building uh, which coincides with everything else that we're doing and it's right now we're in the time where we're parallel constructing a new society And so you're gonna hear the words parallel a lot. So I don't wanna get off on a tangent too much. Let's go back to the Strong Cities Initiative and what this means. By them rolling out the 311 systems and by them rolling out the 311 so you can tell on your neighbor for mental illness. Now mental illness can be considered anything. Mental illness can be categorized as somebody who questions the election, somebody who questions the experimental jab. Somebody who questions uh, you know, medical tyranny or the authenticity of the mask and the effectiveness of how it works and everything else. Keep in mind, in the future, that is considered a mental illness. Facebook, the UN, the World Health Organization, the CDC, they have then determined what is or is not considered mental illness. That's the bridge of why this is so alarming Because they are literally rolling out the systems just like the Nazis did in rolling out and trying to round up Jewish people and get them to tell on each other. They rolled out an infrastructure to allow for people to collaborate and for you to be able to tell on your neighbor. That's what this 311 system is that they're rolling out in Portland and they're introducing it like it's a good thing. And like I said, it is a good thing in some ways but that's what always makes it so dangerous because they created the need for it by shutting down our schools, by shutting down our businesses, by shutting down uh, our infrastructure, which is going to cause more homelessness. It's going to cause more uncertainty in people's future. People are gonna create, it's gonna create more hardships. Just on the shutdown alone that they did, they're anticipating over 200 million people to starve to death. That's starve to death. That means they run out of nutrition or they run out of food. They're anticipating them to starve to death within the next two years, 200 million people, folks. That is a lot of people. This pandemic has been done a number on a lot of things. So when they're rolling out systems like this, it's very important to be aware of what this means. By them putting in the infrastructure for you to be able to tell on your neighbor using 311 and not disrupting the emergency systems, that gets you acclimated to seeing these new social workers going around helping people, taking people away, taking them in homes, and doing stuff. That gets you acclimated because we are occupied. We are occupied by outside forces trying to take over our country from within because they'll never be able to take it over from without. And that's what you have to understand. What all of this means is they're literally rooting out the ability to defend ourselves and slowly, incrementally, which they're doing it faster than we expected, but incrementally positioning us to where we cannot fight back. We have to submit. We have to comply. But one thing is about us and one thing about this Re-America Tour, Reawaken Tour, is we are demonstrating that we will not submit and we will not comply. Hence the, hence the name Non-Compliant America, which is something that I'm very passionate about and I eat, sleep, and breathe behind and truly really believe in that we will see a huge, real... Uh, resurrection of the truth and people will start to see that we have to take control of our lives at a very fundamental level and we have to start fighting back in that way so not only is it the mental illness aspect and the what the government deems to be mentally ill it's not just that that's the that's the thing the next thing that they're going to roll out is the climate police and the climate accord and the climate aspect, the Green New Deal. Now, if you remember the Green New Deal, it didn't really go away. They were kind of just trying to push it forward and they're going to use corporations, which is what globalism is, is it's corporations seizing control over governments. It's a new subclass above Governments like the UN, which is what a lot of these politicians, you know, a lot of people say, so an interesting argument that I heard yesterday was somebody was talking about, well, how come these people aren't in jail? How are they getting away with this? How is Anthony Fauci, ouchie Fauci, how is he still walking the streets? He has clearly committed crimes against humanity on the scale in which this planet has never seen by dipping his hands in the cookie jar, being a part of the uh, gain-of-function research, being a part of everything, literally telling people to wear masks when they don't work, telling people not to wear masks when they don't work, encouraging people to get the vaccine. I mean, at the very level, that guy played a part in this entire thing and at the very least should be put on trial right now. And why isn't he? It's an example of... These captured states and captured systems that we're talking about that are captured by these global systems, these global corporations like the U.N., like, uh, you know, Bill Gates and his initiative, uh, Klaus Schwab, all these people that are operating in the Bilderberg Group and the Great Reset. So that's where we're at. And this reawaken tour is blowing the lid I mean, this place is sold out. It's crazy. There's more awake people, free, loving American people uh, than I've seen in a really long time. You know, it feels like D.C. all over again in the sense of just the beautiful spirit and the beautiful aspect of meeting like-minded people. And uh, it's it's really telling, you know, for How much we've been pushed on, and how much we've been stepped on, and how much we've been manipulated and lied to, people have become resilient, they are hardened on their position, and they're gaining ground on understanding what happened to us. And I'm here to help try to do that. So, beware of the Strong Cities Network. It's coming to a town near you if it already is not there. Uh, They are definitely, definitely in full effect. I was talking to uh, Kerry Martell yesterday from the Yamhill Advocate, and I'm going to try to get him on uh, one of these next segments. Uh, I'm just going to be running around, kind of chiming in here uh, throughout this hour and try to get him to come in and explain what's going on right uh, in our backyard in Newburgh. And the amount of corruption and how deep they are tied into a global network of operations and operatives tied in with the uh, Democrats and how they're operating and how they're taking over their city councils and school boards. Very fascinating story. I really hope that you guys uh, are able to tune in Um, and uh, it's going to be a wild day. But talking to uh, Kerry Martell he's going to be coming on we're going to have Kevin Jenkins on here in a little bit in the next couple segments to talk about medical freedom and you're listening to Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America we'll talk to you soon thanks for listening
0: State of Oregon in FEMA Region 10. It's your host, Joshua Michael.
2: Alright folks, thank you. Welcome to Segment 2 here in Non-Compliant America. We are at Day 2 of the Reawaken Tour here at the Volcano Stadium in Kaiser, and it has been a phenomenal, phenomenal event One of the most phenomenal things about this event uh, is just all the great people that we've been able to meet here. Uh, You can't throw a rock and meet somebody just extraordinary. And I just happened to wrangle one of those extraordinary people here fighting for Oregon, fighting for our future, fighting for our freedom. And he is making a run uh, for governor and he's doing a, a dang good job. He's one of the front runners right now, despite all the censorship, despite all the stuff that the media is doing. Here he is. Being a thorn in Kate Brown's behind, it is Mr. Mark Thielman. Mark Thielman.
3: Well, Josh, thanks for having me. It is a it is an awesome event here. I encourage anyone to if you can get here, get here because it is a historic event. I've never seen so much energy in a tent before in my entire life.
2: It's very uh, very liberating, isn't it? It is. It's awesome. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's definitely here today, uh, praying over us here giving us guidance, giving us grace. Uh, Clay has been very wonderful organizing this event and allowing us to uh, have this beacon of light in the belly of the beast here in Oregon, and in such a powerful thing, we saw Eric Trump yesterday. Yep. I don't know if you got to met, meet him. He's taller in
3: person. He is very tall. Yeah, I was surprised.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just a powerful event. We're on day two, uh, so tell us what what's going on with your campaign. How how are things going? And uh, well, we
3: had a a what I call a, a, a profound and uh, dust up tour. We went all the way through eastern Oregon, hit every county, um, uh, came back through uh, uh, Joseph. Jackson and then stopped in Klamath and Klamath was the icing on the cake. Oh, yeah. Man, did we get a warm and welcoming reception in Klamath. It was incredible. That's awesome. I've been down to Klamath. Really great people down there.
2: There's a there's an awesome movement happening with the Liberty Movement.
3: Oh, they were awake. I did a, a meet and greet in this little restaurant that, of course, naturally had been fined, but they stayed open. And uh, <laughs> they had already known of my work in the school district yeah. and standing up to the government. And it was just like, uh, well, it was like you met you know an old friend. Yeah. And uh, by the time I was done, so many people were coming in. Uh, for the meet and greet that, you know, it was difficult to operate the restaurant, but uh, it was awesome. It was at Casey's in Kalamath. That's awesome. Um, so
2: being here at the Reawaken tour with everything that we have going on, um, I don't know if you got a chance to catch some of the speakers yesterday. Yes, I did. But they were very, very cutting edge. And it, it, it's really interesting to see and to hear some of the speakers and with what they're talking about in regards to the pandemic. Uh, huge advocates and soldiers within the liberty movement uh, breaking through the grounds here and just the amount of censorship that's happened and how much things have transpired since then with what's come out of what this actual pandemic was yep i know you were for a fore- forefront person and a huge advocate for that with the schools um but how liberating is it to kind of see people recognizing and just a huge group of people i mean this place was sold out it was crazy yep um, there are so many free loving people that are awake and aware and ready for the change Yep. and we think that mr thielman here you are going to be the forerunner for that change Amen. and getting you in office is more critical than ever and i think people are awake to that and ready to push forward and support you
3: Well, and I think they are. You know, uh, the reception is incredible everywhere we've been. But the most important thing is, is people want a fighter. Yeah. And they don't want talk. And you've proven to be a fighter. Yeah. Uh,
2: You know, you fought, you fought, I know we mentioned it on my, on our long form interview, but you were tooth and nail. Yep. uh, And you stood next to me when there was nobody else there. Yep. Um, It was you on stage fighting for the schools, fighting for the children. Um, You've shown that you've got your battle wounds. And, and that, to me, is a badge of honor yeah. uh, when you're attacked by the left and attacked by the media and or censored by the media. There's nothing more honorable than that in today's modern
3: space. Well, you know, life, life causes you to end up in places you never imagined. Yeah. Um, I never woke up in the morning to ever be a leader like this. Uh, but again, I love my children. I, I have a strong sense of duty. I'm a God-fearing man. And uh, I don't like being lied to, Josh. I mean, that's the bottom line. And I haven't met anyone on the campaign trail. Everywhere I go, I ask, does he raise your hand if you like being lied to? Nobody ever raises their hand. It's really weird. Um, And I think that's the power of the truth. And I think that's what uh, really um, I bring forth in the campaign. All I'm going to do is tell people the truth, give people good information, and, and, and really redirect government back to supporting and empowering everyday people. Good.
2: And that's awesome. And we... Are resonating with the truth Mm -hmm. I know you're doing a lot of short videos online and trying to combat some disinformation stuff that's going around sometimes we don't really want to gain or give too much energy to that yeah Um, but it is happening and all that says to me as a follower Mm -hmm. and as watching your campaign supporting your campaign in any way that we can all that says to me is that you're over the target yeah. Is you are making grounds and you are effective with things that are doing. And that truth with the Holy Spirit and God and however you want to say it is projecting you through yeah. to be able to penetrate that. And so I think it's really important that you continue um, to expose those lies and expose things that are happening along this path. Uh, as we roll right into the primaries.
3: Well, you know, I had a chance to uh, go out and uh, uh, get some, uh, you know, a pulled pork sandwich and tater tots with Joe Altman, who spoke <laughs> yesterday. He's a warrior, yeah. an election integrity warrior. And uh, it was really interesting because he uh, had a chance to get to know me a little bit. And he uh, he opened the door to, to go out with him because uh, he heard a little bit about the, my story here in Oregon. And he said, he said, Mark, uh, it, the bombers in World War II knew it best. You get the most flack when you're over the target. That is correct. And uh, he had many battles that uh, stories that he shared, and it really empowered me. And I went, man, not only am I not alone, yeah. but we live in the greatest country on the face of the earth. Yeah. There are many, many courageous Americans out there. You're one of them. I oh, you, you're you out very here much.
2: telling the truth, just trying to just trying to pierce through uh, the veil that. Uh, They're trying to pull up the ladder right now and restrict us from being able to have grassroots candidates, legitimate candidates, honest telling candidates such as yourself. I know that there is a huge other group of people running for different things all over you know, we're in a, a battle for this country and for this future. Yep. And uh, they saw us coming, and, they've, and they're have and they trying to do everything that they, they can to censor stuff. And it's fascinating to see how ineffective it is, yep. despite the billions of dollars of infrastructure that they've done. Here we are. Here you are sitting here. We're now, you know, revealing some of the greatest aspects and greatest elements of the country mm-hmm. uh there's people here today speaking all day mark thank you very much for hey, your time thanks for having me i super appreciate it god bless good you good luck man. to you yeah appreciate we'll talk to you thanks, soon Josh. thank you
3: that was awesome nice work man. <laughs> good.
0: It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The Occupied Forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant
2: America. And we are back here on segment three. I am proud to announce the one and only Kevin Jenkins oh, here man, with me today. You're being kind, yes, he just flew in, rode in on a white horse, and yeah. here he is.
1: I, I flew in on a, a United flight that was delayed, and I got here <laughs> oh, about ten thirty, and got to the hotel at twelve. Oh wow! But I'm used to traveling. You know, I traveled all over this country. I traveled three hundred thousand miles. Yeah. sixty cities, forty states. And I got to tell you, I learned a lot about America. And I've probably been to Oregon in the last couple of months, maybe four times. Yeah. And when they were telling me, telling me I needed to come back to Oregon, I was telling Amber, she was like, "You have to come." out. "I'm not coming back to Oregon. I just <laughs> left. I might as well just keep a bed there. Or you something. might as well
2: put a condo somewhere." Oh my I mean. Jesus!
1: I was like, "Come on, guys. You know, between yeah. California, and Oregon, those trips yeah. wear me out. But I try to stay in shape and eat well, and try to do all the things I talk about of uh, living a healthy, quality life. You know. Yes. And um, I think the only vice I still have in my life is drink a little scotch well, you know that's, that's the okay. greatest american thing you can do
2: it is and we might have to uh to sample some stuff later thank you yes. that, thank
1: you thank yeah because yeah. i'm a
2: big scotch guy too. oh you I are love, too oh i love scotch yeah yeah, yeah. what's so, your favorite scotch um
1: I, um well i can say belvedere you know the Be- belved you ever Belvini? had a balvini yeah yeah i like that the I, double like, I like malbec i'm um, what's oh. the other um no what's the other one johnny walker black
2: oh johnny walker double here? yep Double black,
1: I like that. That's good. So I try them a lot, right? Yeah. All my friends always try to give me bottles of it. So one day I was away, my wife said, you know, I gave a couple of your bottles of Scotch. I said, I can't Ooh. drink it all anyway. I said, but I don't ever do it again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but it's great. Yeah. Uh, well it's great to have you. It's great to see you. We're Thank here at you, the Reawaken Tour day Thank two. You. Thank you. Uh, and no. you're one of the keynote speakers here.
1: Yeah, the Reawaken Tour really woke up America. I hate to use that word. Really I yeah. got America to really thinking about. What it means to be an American? Yeah. What it means to you know um, celebrate the flag and the country? And yes. I just was on a tour, um, you know, faith, family, and freedom with Robert David Steele, and that's when I really started paying attention yeah. to what was happening all across America. It's beautiful, isn't it's it? It's a beautiful country. It's almost uh, a beautiful rediscovery, people, but beautiful people, yes. beautiful country, people that believe in you know faith and family and freedom. And I got a, I got a great experience. Yeah. It was super for me though. That's and awesome. when I went back home, I was like, guys, you have no idea. What's happening in the real world? Yeah. Turn off your TV. Yes. You know, step yes. away. Take a deep breath. You know, our humanity is under attack. Yeah. The very essence of our life is under attack. Our children are under attack. And we have to fight back against the tyranny of our time. Yes. You know, Martin Luther King and all of those great people, the founding fathers of this country, my ancestors, they fought against the tyranny of their time so we can be free today.
2: That's right. So the
1: question is, are we prepared to fight for our freedom? Yes. Are we prepared to fight for our faith? Are we prepared to fight for this country? Not just talk about it, but really fight for the very essence of what this country is. And
2: when in a fight and anything, there's sacrifices that we have to make and things that we have to do. And and I love this uh, event and I love the message here because their focus is... Reigniting that American spirit and showing people that we're not alone and kind of giving uh, shining a light in a dark tunnel, uh, which is really amplifying a lot of different things. It's creating a lot of growth and inspiring people uh, to plan out and do those extra things, but also understand that we are in a fight. We're in a fight for freedom. We're in a fight for our futures. We're in a fight for our kids' futures and medical, what they decide they want to put in our bodies, everything else. So, no, but ahead. the thing that I find great about this interview
1: is that here's a young man at your age, right? putting your body, putting your mind, putting your talent out there on the front lines yes. to really help us to get our message out there. Absolutely. And I gotta tell you something, when I first started on this journey, I didn't see a lot of young people. Yeah. But now, there's a lot more joining the ranks. Yes. There's a lot more asking questions. There's a lot more pushing back. And I think what has happened over the last several decades, we've allowed the education cartel to destroy our, yes. our children. Mm-hmm. And in these universities around the country, I dare say we need to pull our kids out. Yeah. And these public schools that are teaching anything and everything to our children, That are anti life, anti family, anti faith, anti the country. You know, teaching kids to hate another group. CRT is ridiculous. I think we need to pull our kids out. I think Americans, in particular at the local level, need to start doing a tax revolt and saying, "Listen, we're not paying for that."
2: I 100% agree. And I and I always had this philosophy in 2020 when half of the agencies were shut down. We'd already paid for that in our 2019 taxes. Why are we not getting a credit for at least the 2019 taxes that we had? Because those institutions, they didn't, they got paid. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: every every elected official in this country. Yeah, got paid. Yeah, Every city government, anybody worked for the city government got paid. Any work for the state government got paid. The federal government, we didn't get paid. Yeah. What they did is they took our money yes. and they gave it to Pfizer, That's they gave right. it to Moderna, they gave it to Big Pharma, they gave it to the tech industry, yep. they gave it to leg- um, the legacy media. They even gave it to churches when they told us to zoom in Jesus and as soon as they offered the churches money, they offered, opened them back up to sell us the devil's product. Yep. All of these agencies are captured. What we have to do is reclaim our voice, we claim our power. You don't have to be in power. you already have it in you. Yeah. It, Christ is already in you. And when people hear me talk like that, they said, "Kevin, are you a pastor?" I said, "No, I'm a believer. Yeah. I believe that God paved the way for us to have this beautiful life in this beautiful country in this beautiful world, and we have an obligation Absolutely. to fight for it. I don't care about your color. This is not about race. Mm-hmm. This is not about a class. This is about power, control and money. And as soon as we get, uh, get to understand that, we won't buy into this race narrative that's that right. is being used to keep us separate. It's called the great game, the great that's divide. That's right. I yeah. call it maximum sophisticated confusion.
2: Well, that is a great term for it. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that's very well put because that is what we are under. You know, the, the psych warfare operations that have evolved through the television systems and television stations to create a suspended disbelief and domesticating people so much, they're disconnected from reality. And so COVID was a big shock of reality and it got people uh, out of their comfort zone because everybody got the carpet ripped out from under them at some point.
1: Well, listen, I got to tell you something. I tell people in all of these crowds, I speak everywhere, that Mm -hmm. we are directly responsible for what's happening to us we said they t- masked our kids, they took our money, they coerced us to take an experiment yeah. biologically. They, they, they. I said, we have to take that out of our vocabulary. Yeah. They means you're already surrendered. They yes. means you're already a slave. They means that you're blaming somebody else and you're being you're blaming somebody else for victimizing you. Yeah. In fact, when we say we, that's when we have power together. That's right. When we say we, we break against out of all of that tyranny and we own our voice, we own our space, we own our country, we own our families. So the we word, we the people really means something. Yeah. So every time I hear somebody use the word they, I'm like, wait a minute, guys, you're a slave already.
2: Thank you so much for correcting that. I don't feel like I'm a slave at all. Just, well, no, a lot of people a, a don't. They just vocabulary. But they just do it. Yeah.
1: Well, they, 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 wait a minute. Do you, we you allow them, them to take our money and transfer trillions of dollars yeah. to the wealthiest people on earth and still are doing it. Mm-hmm. Just like this whole war in Ukraine, right? Yep. That's nothing but a stage for the military industrial complex to get their peace now. Big Tech got their piece, right? Big Pharma got their piece. And believe me, the military-industrial complex was not going to sit on the sideline and have trillions of dollars tripped.
2: Especially them pulling out of the 20-year war. Absolutely. That was a cash cow for Halliburton. Absolutely. So, you know, I
1: mean, Americans are waking up to it all now. Yes. You know, I mean, Americans are saying, wait a minute, something's wrong. You're not dragging us in another war. We know who's responsible for, you know, these gas hikes. We know who's who's responsible for all of the tyranny in this country. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I try to explain to my friends around the country, the radical left are some of the most evil people that you will ever meet in your life because they don't believe in God, they don't believe in family. They have nothing to lose. They don't want lose. you to have hope. Can That's you believe it? Right. the party that I was raised under, which my family was different, we didn't subscribe to um, tribalism, we work mm-hmm. with everybody, but that same party that 95% of black Americans give their vote to, is the same party that has passed every legislation to render them, what? Slaves, yes. or render them or ineffective human beings. And guess who's responsible for that? Black Americans, mm-hmm. not you. Because we give it to. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I, t- I say that all the time. Yep. You know, my friends say, Kev, you know, I say, listen, guys, we are to blame. No one else is to blame for that. You know, I didn't grow up a victim. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a very good family. I grew up in a mother and father. We didn't subscribe to this whole theology that the father is not important and that the mother is a special interest group on in themselves or, yeah. or the mother is a protective class. You know, when they say black women, I get furious. What about black family? Yeah. What about black community? Yeah. What about you know, all the things that we fought for? About ownership. I think the thing that black Americans did, I mean, in the 60s, they, they, got, they bought the con job. They chose politics over ownership. And coming out of the 1800s, we owned everything. Yep. I try to give people that perspective so people can understand that black Americans are not monolithic. I don't always talk about all of it. But sometimes when I have this opportunity, I want people to know we're not monolithic. Yeah. You know, we don't think the same. None of us are running in the same burning building. Some of us are really fighting back.
2: Yeah, no, and absolutely, and we uh, we appreciate that, and Thank appreciate you. you being here. You. Uh, it is such a great honor. Um, so, kind of diving into that, getting a introductory. Let me try <laughs> to digest everything, okay? Um, but in that, uh, there's you're here for you know, obviously a, a million different purposes. Yeah. But yeah. the but the but the primary one I think is is to really amplify the medical freedom aspect. Absolutely. And the development of the future of that. So you're currently are you currently still working? Yeah, I'm the
1: CEO of now Freedom Med. Okay. Um, I started an organization called Urban Global Health Alliance. Uh-huh. Our focus was very clear. Yes. Um, we were talking about changing the culture of health in this country. Yes. Through advocacy, education, and public policy. Uh-huh. And then I started to shift into more of an offensive position, saying that, you know, Freedom Med and Freedom Airway companies freedom airway i'm a a partner in that but freedom med was something exciting yes because people actually believe we actually had a
2: healthcare system in this country and could you explain a little bit what freedom med is for somebody that doesn't well
1: well, freedom med is a virtual healthcare company Uh right that's primarily focused on creating that, we're bringing that relationship back between the doctor and patient. Yes. Giving them access to the pharmacy, um, all of the pharmaceuticals they need because now we know yes. how this industry said, listen, we're not going to give you all of the things that you need. We're just going to take it from you. Yeah. So you're going to have a place that you can get all of your holistic health um, needs done, yes. taken care of. But you're going to have doctors that actually care about you as a human being, actually care about their Hippocratic Oath, yes. actually care about the family, actually care about the children. And we're taking our time in building this company mm-hmm. because we didn't want to build it and make it look like something else. That's right. We really want to take special care and we need our members. We need people to join us and become part of this war so we can really get healthcare to where it should be. Yeah. The patient and doctor experience, the family experience, bringing hope back to healthcare not sick care, but well care.
2: Yeah. And that's what we're getting into, and uh, people are starting to understand that. We're going to go to a break here shortly. Um, I don't know if you can hear the music coming in, but we got Kevin Jenkins here. Next segment coming up.
0: It's better to die on your feet than live on your knees. We can not continue to be silent. Your voice will set us free. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael.
2: Welcome back, folks. This is the last segment, Non-Compliant America. I'm sitting here with Kevin Jenkins. Now, one of the things that I think we all need to remind ourselves is that this is all a process. Nothing happens overnight. Uh, you know, Albert Einstein said very, uh, very eloquently, uh, the reason for time is so everything doesn't happen at once, right? But now is our time and it's our time to get involved and realize how important our journey is and how important our involvement is. We all have to realize that we have the power and we can contribute to our futures. And and we are in 100% control of our futures. Take our kids out of school. That's a huge thing, because the you, once you take once the majority takes the kids out of school, what happens? School loses their money, right? Once you stop going to the doctor and the insurance money stop rolls in rolls in, what happens? The all of a sudden the doctors like, hey, what's going on here? I have to maybe change my practice because I'm not getting the cash cow that I've been getting before, because. The insurance companies, essentially, and the pharmaceutical companies have essentially been dictating this entire process for a long time. You got the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, where the infrastructure, they've been funding only certain research projects for 50 years. All, all of the foundations uh, well, in America. Well, a lot of them. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I talk about one that people can recognize, yeah, right? You don't you. want to go deep in yeah. too much. But it's so. there's a fundamental issue, and there's kind of been a a long growth process that these people have incrementally been doing um, to weave us into these constraints that we're in where COVID kind of was the catalyst that allowed them to drop the hammer and really put some of their systems in place. And so they've reached for this power and uh, have consolidated a lot of industries. And part of that... There is a huge swell, just like this reawakened community, just like with people, to where we're parallel constructing a new society and a new culture. I think that's the buzzword that people are going to start seeing and hearing a lot more because that's where we're at now. We're at a point where we recognize the enemy. We recognize the power that we've given them. And now we're taking that back and doing things like what you're doing, which I think is phenomenal, and creating a relationship again from the doctor to the patient, from the parent to the child, right? There is nothing more important than those bonds and those relationships. We have to instill faith back in these systems and not just godly faith, but spiritual faith. Within ourselves and within humanity, mm-hmm. and part of this reawakened tour, I believe, is really amplifying that and giving uh, an opportunity for people to hear alternative forms of messaging, because we're being censored and we're we're in a captured state. We're in one of the biggest captured states in the country here with censorship, That's and right. people are scared to they're scared to speak out, they're scared to do all that, and so it's just so phenomenal to have a good beacon of freedom but it's also great to give people a path to take. And it sounds like that's what the medical system that you're creating is you're giving doctors an out to where they're not going out Han Solo anymore. They're coming in and they have a group of a great group of people nationally, internationally that they could collaborate with on alternative medicines, Probably legal navigating. Absolutely. Uh, all of these things that kind of come into play, which has kind of handicapped a lot of doctors and have kept them from doing what is right and going against their gut because they don't have things like what you're building and parallel constructing that community. You did such a assessment? great job.
1: You did a great job. <laughs> well, you know, it's about breaking away from medical tyranny, it's yes. about breaking away from medical apartheid, it's about breaking away from medical racism. You know, and that's just not because I'm black American. That's what it is. Yeah. And, you know, and breaking away and creating these new parallel systems that you're talking about gives us our freedom back, gives us our voice back, gives us our hope back, gives us our body autonomy back. Yeah. You know, what's been happening over the last several decades is that we all been commoditized. You know, I can tell you about the experience of the black American being commoditized, but when you look at the whole country. If you look at the whole world, we've all been commoditized, and yeah. Big Pharma has just been ripping us off and killing our families and killing our children because, like I said, sick care is not a sustainable strategy. That's right. Well care is. And creating Freedom Med, we're trying to address all of those issues, but starting with the doctor patient relationship, understanding what therapeutics our community might need, understanding how they should have access to real good health care. Because let me tell you something, mm-hmm. I was out there. For two and a half years, I was fighting to get people out of the hospital. I was fighting to be be an advocate for people that were locked in the hospitals because our hospitals have become the new death camps. Our doctors actually have become participants in killing our people. I mean, it is a shame that, you know, some people weren't even able to see their mother, able to see their mother, see their son, see no one in their family when they were dying in these hospitals. And the hospital said, you can't come in. Yeah because of an experimental biologic that you didn't take or a particular virus that 95.5% of the people recovered from. It didn't stop transmission. It didn't stop anything. I mean, when they offered you this experimental biologic. But it was was something that it was by design because it was about them making money. What the schools were doing, what the hospitals were doing, what your local government were doing. They were using your money to kill you, yeah. to maim you, yeah. to harm you. Yeah. So Freedom Med is like the new world for us. It's like us breaking away from all kinds of tyranny. It's just an example. And you know we have to trust that people are out here now trying to do what you're doing in this format, yeah. doing what we're doing in Freedom Med, doing what they're doing with Freedom Airway, doing what they're doing about growing their own food and creating their own ecosystem of freedom. Yeah. That's what's happening. This is why I like this tour because we've created a whole ecosystem of how we can come together and now we're building a whole new community outside of what they're selling us.
2: Absolutely. You know,
1: legacy media is done. And guess what? If it wasn't for people like yourself and your fine production team, we wouldn't be able to get this message out there. So Freedom Med is just a beginning. Yes. You know, think about it. Freedom Med is just a beginning. We're now going on the offensive and that's why I was excited to join the team and be an advocate for them because we need to break away. We need to build a new world where our health is paramount, where the love of freedom is paramount, our body, so- um, body sovereignty is the only thing we should be concerned about. That's right. And I think Freedom Med starts that
2: discussion. I absolutely agree, 100%. So in that, where do people find you? freedommed.org freedommed.org that's yes, so. freedommed.org okay. and so that's if you're even a
1: doctor that's even if you're a doctor and if, if you're a patient if you if you have issues with your family's health care all of those things go to freedommed.org and guess what guys
2: that's awesome we're,
1: we're growing yeah. it so be yeah. patient with us because we're going to get there and guess what but it took a lot of guts to do this yes we're fighting against a system that does not want us to be healthy that does not want us to understand informed consent does not want us to get the therapeutics we need to do we need to have to be healthy but they don't even want us to create a healthy society because if you create a healthy society, you can then create. Then you start thinking, That's right? You don't there want you to go. be thinking.
2: There you go. You want to be at home on Netflix. That's right. You know. <laughs> That's right, buddy. Catching up on that. So, um, you're creating all of that. What else? What else is on your radar? What do you guys got planned? Listen, What's, we. I,
1: I. You know, I travel every day. And, you know, I'm trying to spread the good news, you know, the good gospel about medical freedom. Medical freedom is the new civil rights movement of our time. You know, when I spoke at the monument um, during the mandate rally in Washington, I said, it's time for us to reclaim the dream, Martin's dream, yeah, a place where no bigotry, no segregation, no hatred lives, right? It's time for us to reclaim it because what they've done to it, they've bastardized it. But let me tell you something about how spiritually aligned we all are. Mm -hmm. Maybe five weeks after that, I'm in the hotel, at the Willard Hotel in DC, and the Willard Hotel is where Martin Luther King was working on his finalization of his speech before he went to the monument to speak. I mean, wow. I mean, what's the odds of me speaking at the monument <laughs> yeah. five weeks, I think it was five weeks before I was getting ready to make an announcement about Freedom Ed. So I believe all of this is spiritually aligned, and I think all of us are right where we need to be. I think God is in the midst. I think we're finding our God courage. Which is important. And I think consciously across America now, we're all coming together
2: under that new God consciousness. Absolutely. Kevin Jenkins, everybody, thank you very much for your time. We look forward to your speech. I'm Joshua Michael with Noncompliant America. We'll see you next week.